Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co Scott Reschall, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And together, we hope to uh, make your Thursday a happy one as we all head back to the window together. That did not happen for me last night, Scott. I went... Oh, for, oh, forever on my, on my picks last night. A couple of disappointments, a couple of games that we should have had, and we didn't. And one of them was our farm play, as Denver just decided to play three quarters of basketball. Slow-moving train wreck, Scott. You could see it coming the entire fourth quarter. And it wasn't it even three. Showed up. It, was, it was two. What's that? It was two. They two. were up by 16 at the half, and then they started the decline in the third. Then it fully fell apart in the fourth. Well, okay. Yeah. I guess that te- technically, I guess that would be correct. So, welcome aboard, everybody. It is good to have you here. Zach Vaughn in the house. Nathan Cerna in the house. Uh, Nathan says he's taking the money from the dirty bookmakers. Nice. Uh, Brownsbacker says, I can't hit with Denver. You know what? We should have had that last night. Uh, Jacob Houston here. Sabonis over 16 and a half was a rocking chair. Absolutely. Michelle. Hey, Michelle, what's up? Want to get your thoughts on the Florida Panthers game? Uh, I already watched our Thursday night football video, but now Kamara is out. Does that change your pick? Uh, did you do it? I assume she's talking to me. Did you do a Thursday night or did you do another hockey prop? Since of course I picked a hockey pick. What, what do you think I picked? Thursday night football. I wonder who's going to like a hockey prop. No, that did. did uh, as, far, as far as my play goes, I don't think anything anything changes about that. I've still got the Cowboys team total over 26 and a half. I don't see any reason that I would revise that and and not like that better even with Kamar out. I think that'll give the Cowboys maybe another series on offense and give us even more chance to get over that number. So I'm good. It's a dog eat dog world and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. Shout out to George Went. Funny guy. Go ahead, Scott. Sorry. Uh, well, you know that Taysom Hill is not exactly one of my favorite quarterback options, so I'm not exactly sold on the Saints. But anyway, yeah. uh, Jacob, it's actually 3-0 uh, on <laughs> hockey. We got the player prop, and then we got the team total for the Capitals, then we had the Canucks yesterday. So it's, it's actually 3-0. Hey, it's Captain Humblebrag's in the house. Nice to have you here, bud. Just saying. It's three, <laughs> you know? You know, I'm a creature of habit. If something's working for me, I'll stick with the sport. And so far, hockey's been pretty good to me this week. You know, you know, I was going to change it today, Scott, but I think it's still appropriate today. So I'll put this up. Make sure that you like and subscribe, everybody. Give us, give us the thumbs up on Facebook. All that stuff. My dog's in the house, literally. I figured that out. Yeah, very good. So make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, give us the thumbs up on Facebook. I don't know. What, what do you do on Twitch, Scott? Send us hundreds of dollars. Make sure you send us hundreds of dollars on Twitch. I don't even know how Twitch works. You can subscribe on Twitch. Subscribe on, yeah, do that. Do that. There, there you go. And, of course, listen to all the shows here on the Winners and Winers Sports Betting Network. That includes us and also Just Parlays with Chris King at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Very good dude and some good parlays. we got some other content coming scott what's up with your college basketball show i didn't ask you during the meeting today are you doing your your basketball show what's up truth is i was going to and then i've kind of focused on other sports more than college basketball so it's one of those situations where i could start doing it but truth is you've been giving out more college basketball picks than i have that's true you well you've been doing your hockey thing so yeah there you go i've been slacking but i've also been winning so it's a bit of a 
Well, it's a trade-off, so to speak. Agree. Yes, Browns Becker, uh, Dallas team total over 26 and a half. T-Trade in the house. He's on the uh, the ooey pooey. I don't blame you there. That is a uh, that is for the most part not a good basketball team. Not a not a huge uh, ooey pooey fan. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get our uh, let's get our stuff out of the way. By the way, guys, we are going to be doing our co- college football show right after this. We are going to stop this recording and start another recording. Just make Scott happy. It's uh, I I do have a line on how to edit it though, so. We're asking you, and Scott is asking you especially, please come back for the college football show. Better idea. Poll it. Ask the questions right now in the comments. We're, we're going to get a poll, Scott. We're going to see how many people come back after our regular show is over. I'm saying you we're, can ask now if you want. We still have some people in the house. No, I don't want to ask the people that are here. I want to see if they show up. I want. Don't tell me you're going to show just up. Just ask them what show, they prefer. You're going to get a poll in real time, and you don't like the way the results are going to go. So... No, we're I'm gonna not, win. So you're not gonna, it's fine. Don't worry about we're it. We're gonna lose more than half our viewers. That's my prediction. Okay, that's it. I'm gonna win. Don't worry about it. Okay, you're not gonna win. Ooey Pooey under has been good. Yes, but, uh, I do think they would end up beating Omaha. There's wow. There's there is some bad teams. Maybe Central there. Michigan. Maybe Central Michigan. Maybe. Uh, Jr. Black in the house. What's up, Jr. Black? Good to have you here. Joan in the house as well. Uh, Minnesota Wild tonight. Regulation. Over the Devils, Diablos. The um, Wild had a nice game the other night, Scott, but they uh, certainly didn't have much competition. It's going to be a little tougher case with the Devils. Um, where, where are you at on the Wild? Are you buying them? This is the young team that kind of started to put together last year, and so far, so good, right? Uh, so far, so good. I know that they had a little bit of a heart attack during the offseason before they finally signed their best player right before he was rumored to maybe head to Russia. But Minnesota's been good. New, uh, New Jersey's been good. Uh, I do think that that's a pretty interesting game. Uh, I'd go with the Wild. I actually watched a bit of that Devils game against the Sharks, and damn, they were awful in that game. <laughs> the Sharks just killed them uh, pretty much the entire way through. The Devils' defense, I like Blackwood and Nett, but I'm not a big fan of their defensive core. We know that P.K. Subban's well past his prime at this point and he's kind of a dead contract, but they have to fly him because they're paying him so much. I'd go with Minnesota. I think that New Jersey might have overachieved to start the year, and they'll fall back down to earth a little bit. Minnesota, we saw them make the playoffs last year. They pushed the Golden Knights to seven. I like that overall team. I'd go with Minnesota or pass for me, but I don't really want anything to do with New Jersey. Yeah, this is a Devils team that hasn't been great on the road, going just two and four away from Jersey, so... Yeah, and again, if you look at, if you look at recent form, they've lost three of their last four. Wilds on a four game winning streak, and I saw a little bit of that Sharks game. You're right; they were just pretty much dreadful in that one. So, um, all right, but let's uh, let's get let's get to it. Let's see the good news and the bad news, the winners and the whiners, Scott, if you will. Let's take a look and see. Yesterday, there were some calls being made. Let's find out who was on the other end of those call the cops. All right, buddy. Let's uh, let's get it rolling here, shall we? We're going to take a look first of all in the college basketball world, and what a game this was! I wish I had any rooting interest in it whatsoever. Nebraska, North Carolina State, the Big Ten ACC matchup series under one forty-seven. You had it capped right, just barely. 
140 in regulation, you know the drill. If it's an even number, that's probably not a good thing if it's on this segment, and it wasn't. It was 70 to 70. You knew you were screwed. You just didn't know by how much because they ended up playing four overtimes. It landed at 204. Congratulations. If you had the under 147, you missed it by 57 points. What the fuck were you thinking? Jesus. Hey, call the cops. And if you had, in my opinion, the worst beat of the night, if you had a Marist plus six and a half against Iona, you led outright by seven points with two minutes and 30 seconds to go in the second half. Didn't even go to overtime. So you might be wondering how you managed to lose this one. The answer is Iona by going on a 14 to nothing run in the final 230 to go from down seven to up seven. Maris lost by seven, only getting six and a half. Brutality. Brutality. And a game in my neck of the woods here is the Missouri State Bears against Illinois State. They have yeah, the under 147 right there. Fantastic job of handicapping that game. You did a great job at the end of regulation. It was 128. That was 64-64, of course. But still, Scott, 19 points in a five-minute overtime. That's no guarantee. In fact, I still would like to be holding an undertaker in that position. I would think most likely you're going to hit. Not the case last night. Those two teams put up 25 points in five minutes after putting up just 128 in the first 40, they saved it all for the last five, and that game landed 153. Another tough beat on an under in the world of college basketball. Call the cops. Definitely not a fun time in college when, well, first of all, you're in this segment. Second of all, you feel like you have pretty much an automatic winner, and even through overtime, you feel like you're going to be safe. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, the scoring explodes for a five-minute period that did not exist for the first 40 minutes of the game. Well, you know, that was the thing last night with with the with the Akron first half under. They came out blazing like in the first two minutes, and then they calmed down. And we were a little bit behind pace, but we, we had a shot with about eight minutes left. And they, both of those teams went on a run, and they just could not miss. Everything they put went in the bucket, and they continued that through the second half. That was a, a brutal play. <laughs> it was just, it, it you know... It's one of those plays where you, you lose it. Obviously, you lose the same amount of money whether you lose by a lot or lose by a little. But in in retrospect, you know you lose it by <laughs> 35, 30 points, whatever the fuck it was there in the first half, and you're like, oh, well, on the bright God. side, you remember when lightning bets were a thing? It could have been worse. I don't know if that was for losers, though. I think that was only for winners. Yeah, right? I, think, I think you're right. All right. Well, there was some good news out there, Scott. It didn't affect me, but there were some people that had nice, easy winners. Let's find out who who the hell was sitting in the rocking chair last night. So, the first one was in the NBA. If you had the 76ers and the Celtics, under 206.5 sounds like a low total. It really wasn't, because each quarter had less than 49 points, and there were not four overtimes in this game. So, the game landed 175. Hey, turning to hockey, if you had the Avalanche and the Maple Leafs over six... Uh, you did not have to sweat it because the Avalanche brought no defense at all last night. They uh, put up four goals total in the first period, uh, three goals in the second period. Hey, you're done. Take the take the rest of the night off, Bunky. But uh, those two teams didn't. This game ended up 8-3 to three as the Leafs absolutely rolled. If you had the over six there, you didn't have it to sweat it one single bit. 
And for the last one, if you had the Mavericks minus four against the Pelicans, you led by 21 at the half, and you won by 32 points. Not too shabby. Not too, Not too shabby. shabby at all. All right, Scott, we do have uh, – well, let's let's catch a couple comments here. By the way, to uh, address Browns backers' last comment, the Capitals' money line is minus 190. I don't have the money line. I have them to win in regulation. I have the Capitals' 60-minute line at minus 115. There you go. Uh, Magellan Sports, Capitals plus over 5.5, plus 190. My, my kid got a new moniker. I like I like the uh, I, I like the correlated parlay, Scott. It's did you see the guy? I don't mind that. I, did you see the guy that won what? the DraftKings championship? And I know it was a bullshit thing the way they did it, but did you see how he did it? No. Correlated. Did he par- correlate like four different games or something? Correlated parlays, yeah. And he had he had he had correlated parlays to give him like a, a working bankroll, and then he hit a a three teamer to end it. Played the, uh, but he he hit his big correlated parlay was Jacksonville plus the points in the under. So, yeah, I'll tell you what: if you bet on Jacksonville to cover a spread, you deserve the money. Yeah, it was a it was a ballsy play for sure. It was the game they they won outright. Uh, Liberty under uh, against that Liberty Mizzou game. Liberty Liberty. Yeah, I know. I, just, I like the under if I had to pick something yeah. there, but. It's really a tough call because Missouri is a team that I don't think is very good. No offense. I think you'd agree with me. But Liberty is a team that always plays slow, and they lost most of their very good players that they had for the last couple of years. They still have one or two, but they're a team that plays very slow. And, you know, athletically, Missouri is more athletic at every position. So the question is, can Liberty create enough space off the dribble, which is always the question mark when you have – these mid-major schools going up against power five schools, matter how bad they are. So I'm looking at the under. I think you'll see Liberty try to slow the pace to a crawl. And I think you'll see a pretty ugly game break out. Yeah. Anything, anything involving Mizzou right now is going to, is going to be an ugly game. I would, I would lean towards the under for sure. Uh, T train says good to be back. He's going to, uh, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to hang up and listen to the rest of the show. Uh, Tony, always good to have you, man. I hope everything went well uh, dealing with your property stuff this week. And uh, it was good to have you back as well. Uh, he says, call the cops in Oklahoma City. Got what you deserve. Uh, yeah. You, you know what? You feel smart, Scott, when you bet on those downtrodden teams and they come through for you. But you really feel stupid when they lose. You're like, well, Oklahoma City screwing me. Who could have seen that coming? Um, yeah. The, 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 the psycho wheat shockers. Yep. JC Stone. Absolutely. They great last night. Well, I said I like I like the psych I like fading the psycho teams or at least backing them occasionally when they're getting points in Wichita. A psycho team was getting points against Oklahoma State. A psycho team, and what do you know? The the psycho team getting points won outright. Figured, go figure. Uh, Delaware over Delaware State first half. Got any uh, thoughts? Got any thoughts on that I'm one, not, buddy? I'm not I'm not going to pretend I know much about that one. So trust your instincts on that one, Nathan. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't just say something for 10 seconds and let me scramble to, f- to find something, huh? Couldn't have. No. Uh, I, I know Delaware is significantly better than Delaware State. Delaware State is always a terrible basketball team. But I guess at first glance, I'd look at Delaware, but I don't know how big the rivalry is between Delaware and Delaware State. I like that team coming out of Delaware to win that one. I really do. Um, if I if I had to play anything in... Invo- I faded the Delaware... Yeah, I faded uh, Delaware State in the past. Uh, they're the Hornets, I believe. Sure, they've been all. Yes, they are the Hornets. That is correct. Um, if I was going to play anything here, I'd, I'd probably lean towards the over. 
Uh, if you can get a team total over on Delaware, even better. But this is uh, a Delaware team that knows how to score the basketball, and they've, they've kind of been undervalued on the total market so far. Delaware State hasn't played much of a schedule, but I, I'm looking, and they gave up a, they gave up 99 to Long Island. I know really? Long, I know Long you're, Island, not a good team. You're, you're telling me that Delaware State in the BS conference hasn't had a good schedule? Really? I'm just, surprises I, me. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the, in the games they have played, it hasn't gone well. They losing losing by thirty four to Long Island and giving up ninety nine points, that's a red flag to me right there. So uh, it definitely is. If I'm pl- if I'm playing, I'm laying. I probably in the in these games like that, I probably like the first half even better. So yeah. Long Island annoys me. I've lived here for the last decade and change. I've never seen a shark. Disappointed. <laughs> is that team ever good? Uh, Liu. Yeah. Uh, they made the tournament one year. Uh, I know that they usually make a little bit of noise in their conference. I can say that they are a solid team, but you know that random that conference always has a team that isn't usually one of the top seeds during the regular season, and yet they'll find a way. It's like the Horizon League tournament, where whoever the top seed is, just throw them out in the garbage because they're usually going to lose in the first or second round. Right. It's a psycho tournament. That's kind of what you expect. Delaware team total 82 and a half. Yes. I don't mind that. Yeah, I'm a fan. Cleveland State minus three and a half. Yeah, you know I'm a sucker for defense, and I'm a sucker for defense at home. Uh, I actually like Cleveland State. They made the tournament last year after being bottom feeders in the horizon for several years. Yeah. It seems like that team is actually respectable now. Yeah, they struggled They struggled with Comp and State. But again, that's another psycho team, the, the Comp and State team. They could lose by 40, or they could keep it close to a decent team. Uh, dude, t- I thought Coppin might be a dead over team all season long, and then out of nowhere when they stopped playing the really good schools – their totals have completely just plummeted. Hey, Barry says he's made so much money fading me. God bless you. I give out winners every day. You just got to know what fucking side to be on. That he is. That is a good point. You know, if, if you well, that's what he's saying. He took the opposite. So technically, you gave him a winner. I'm he tell- just ignored everything you said. I'm telling you, dude. I hit like I hit like five in a row. Hit seven of eight. I've had three losing days, and this is the I. I you know it's going to come out of the woodwork. You suck. I fade you every day. You know what? If you faded me every day for the last two weeks, you're fucking broke. Sorry. Well, let me tell you something. Do you know why I started doing hockey? It was because I went cold in the NBA. I'm not afraid to throw some things at the dartboard and see what sticks. So that's kind of how I've, how I've handicapped in the past, where I like to ride with one sport at a time. Oh, of course, I'll alternate. There's an NFL game I like, a college game I like. We're going to get to our college show after this. But I don't know. NBA was an, a little bit of a cold run for me. And I decided if it's going to be cold, why not at least try something else? And hockey so far has been going well. So my advice to all of you is if one sport you're having a bit of a cold run with, college basketball, college football, whatever, there are other sports out there that you can at least try to dabble with. Yep. Yep. I agree. I, I, totally, I totally agree with that. And I will tend to ride the hot hand. I, I started well in NBA. I cooled off. went to college basketball, started well there. And then cooled off on college basketball. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Football. Football for me has been a struggle all year. Um, I'm slightly profitable on the college side. I'm not profitable on NFL. This is this has been the worst NFL season I probably had in 25 years. Well, that was the thing that I had with the NFL. I was giving out teasers pretty much on Sundays for the most part, and then I started doing props. And I started off. I believe I was like nine and two to start the year. Like I was rolling. Right. And I think I lost like nine straight after that, and it's really just gone downhill. So what did I do? I stopped doing NFL videos because right. if I'm not going to win in the sport, 
then why would I not pick another sport? So, okay. you know, you got to adapt and try to find ways to make money regardless of what sport you're actually betting on. Somebody wanted to know what it means to bet regulation in hockey. It means simply that that team will win without going into overtime, that they will win in 60 minutes. Yeah, if, if it goes to overtime, you'll lose. You're basically laying half a goal in regulation. Yep, yep, exactly right. A push, push is no good. Yes, real Jolly Roger. That sums up my entire college freshman and sophomore year. Betting ATP and challengers, by the way. Challenger tennis at 2 a.m. Or even challenger tennis during my morning lectures in the hall freshman year. I'm watching these like ranked 100 to 200 guys going into three set tie breaks. Just sweating my ass off in the third row of the auditorium. It was a hell of a time freshman and sophomore year. So, Scott, you took tennis betting to the next level at one point in your life. Oh, is this the time? This is the time. Okay. So, when you were younger, you and your partner had a scheme that you were going to bet live tennis. You were going to perhaps try to be a little bit ahead of the live lines because you were going to go to the tournaments and see them in person contact your guy back in the uh, in New Jersey and you were going to make a fortune fortune betting tennis. Scott, what happened? Well, the key word you use there is tournaments because that would imply I actually went to multiple. I did not. I got caught in the first trip there. First so time. That did not work. We did get a couple of bets in, we made some money. But long story short was that I ended up getting caught trying to relay information on points that already happened to a friend of mine to try to live bet some tennis and security approached me and promptly threw me out of the tennis. And I have been banned from that venue for the rest of my life. I believe it's so just that you, venue. I thought it was the whole tennis tour. I I'm, thought it was the as whole far as I remember, it's just the venue, but if you're playing a tennis tournament in the rice university tennis courts, Unfortunately, I won't be able to watch you play. Let's put it that way. So when I first heard this story, number one, I was amazed that we hadn't heard it on the air. But I know you have a certain image you like to uphold and and, and implying that you did less than scrupulous things at one point in your life would tarnish that image. So I know why you didn't want to share the story. But I asked you first, Scott, the first question I, I asked you was, how did you get caught and you told me it had to do perhaps with your wardrobe. What wardrobe mistake did you make? So we're going to pass this information in case anybody here wants to try this. Here's the mistake not to make. Scott? So when you're going for a multiple day trip, bring a variety of clothing. And apparently I underpacked. So people could recognize a sweatshirt or something. I might have worn, worn more than once. The issue was you can't do text messaging. You can't do whatever because it's too slow. You just need active, immediate feedback. So let's just say I had glasses that had a type of phone capability to them. So I was trying to immediately contact my friend through code phrases when one player won a point, etc. And they had, I guess, secret agent men in the stands. And one of them, I guess, relayed to security. We got, We found one. We got one, and they threw me out of the building. Of course, you're wearing the same fuck Houston sweatshirt three days in a row, right? Uh, well, that wasn't exactly the wording of the sweatshirt, <laughs> but it was definitely a sweatshirt that, let's just say, I should have had other kinds. Well, so that was my bet. Plus, it was July. So <laughs> the guy wearing the sweatshirt in Texas in July. 
That was the weird part, though. It was actually relatively cold, and I I think it was around September. If I if I remember, it might have been a year ago. I don't actually remember, but the point is, is that it was actually kind of cold. So I was wearing a sweatshirt frequently. It was just a matter of me not bringing enough sweatshirts. Outstanding, outstanding. So yeah, there you anyway, go. Anyway, that's that's my brief story. Ta-da. There you go. Yeah. That's how not to. Uh, be pro that's how not to get away with gambling at live events jolly roger exactly right the guy in the wisconsin sweater is here again that's exactly what i pictured it i pictured some kind of bright red badgers fucking thing that he's wearing three days in a row in the middle of texas absolutely absolutely uh not your fault you're a rookie yep unfortunately you don't get to have a sophomore season but is it something you try again scott a sophomore season well, i couldn't even have a sophomore tournament yeah good point Good point. Is it something I would try again? Probably yeah. not. Okay. I mean, I still like tennis in general. Right. I still like to go to matches. But truth is, it was really difficult because you always have the damn loading bar when you're live betting games. And I'm sure a lot of people know what it's like where you hit the submit button. You have to wait for the damn rainbow wheel to load so you can finally get your bets in. And by the time it would actually go th through, you usually would miss the window. So I, we got a couple in, we won a little bit, but we definitely were unable to submit, I'd say about 90% of the bets we tried to make. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Well, we, uh, we got a couple more segments and normally I just kind of go, yeah, whatever, but I, these are actually good ones. So let's do this. Um, Scott, let's find out <laughs> as, as your, as your parents, I'm sure would have said to you, had they discovered your endeavors Scott, we're not mad. Um, you know, we're just, we're just, we're just disappointed. I kind of feel like that's the theme music of that entire story that you just told. I mean, you really could do it that way, but I, it's a good story. It's a warning experience. There's a term for it. You know, it is what it is. BYU having a pretty good season, Scott. They'd climbed the, climbed the rankings to 12th in the nation. They played Utah Valley last night, Scott. Utah Valley, what are they? Uh, not ranked. <laughs> they are not ranked. And your question. who was favored in that game? I believe it was the ranked team in that matchup who uh, killed Oregon by about 45 points. Yeah, they absolutely ran, uh, they ran Oregon out of the gym. And the Wolverines, the Wolverines, Scott, not only... Snuck past BYU as a 13-point dog. Uh, they uh, they beat him outright. They not, only, they not only covered the number, they beat him outright, my friend. And that is a... You know who's uh, actually the coach of Utah Valley? I've heard this. No, I can't remember. Who is it? Uh, Mark Madsen. Yep. yep. Who I'm sure a lot of people don't know by name. He was the white guy doing those very impressive dance moves at the Lakers championship parade about 20 years ago. You know what I'm talking about? Something to be known for, isn't it? That is pretty much all he's known for because he didn't play on that team. But he is the coach of that team. And I don't want to say they're a sleeper to make a tournament run. But when you beat a top 12 team, I don't even care if you're at home or on the road. You have one loss on the season. Utah Valley might actually be a decent sleeper team to win their conference. Keep an eye on that team. Uh, are they in the whack? Utah Valley in the way. I believe so, but I'll try to just check that right yeah, now. I got, actually got them. I got them right in front of me. They are in, in the whack. Yep, that's absolutely correct. I'll, I'll tell you right now, if Mark Madsen wasn't doing a lot of time playing for Phil Jackson, 
hopefully was taking some notes because it seems like he knows how to coach. All right, here's another one, and this is this is a game I texted you about at halftime. This was this was one of the more incredible things I've seen lately. In uh, this edition of the odds makers were drunk. All right, go ahead, take this one. So there's only one real choice here, and I saw that it was mentioned in the comment section before, but we got to bring it up again. It's the Washington State Arizona State basketball game Jesus. that took place yesterday. The total on that one was one thirty nine and a half, that which seems sounds a, seems a little high. Kind of where it should be, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona State though in the past tends to be a bit of a high scoring, up tempo team. Oh sure. Uh, Washington State you, used to run the air raid, you know, with uh, Mike Leach. So you figured you might <laughs> see some points in this game. That did that did not happen. Going to work the ball because downfield because Arizona State scored 10 points in the first half Jesus you had 28 combined points in the first half Arizona State did better in the second half by scoring 19 points in the second half and the game landed 80 the game went under by 59 and a half points (laughs) it was what was it we were trying to we were trying to remember was it 18 12 at halftime I believe it was 18 to 10 at the Eight, half. 18 10 outstanding uh I think I had the wrong first half under <laughs> the inter- that's definitely the best bet you could possibly make of the entire year no shit no shit that was just a brutal basketball game I, I gotta go back and watch that I, I gotta see how that happened it was, it, I, it was JC's tur- asking me if I think Hurley gets fired by the end of the year he should be Last year, you can make an argument they had excuses with injuries because they were missing a decent amount of guys throughout most of the year, even though they were a preseason top 25 team that finished with a losing record. But you can blame it a little bit on the injuries. This year, they were supposed to be bad. You lost Remy Martin. You lost a couple of pieces. You're at least hoping to build some momentum in the Pac-12. Arizona State is slowly and slowly falling down the totem pole. I think you got to change coaches, don't you? I mean, this team is a joke at this point. Yeah, I mean, and they and they consistently get good recruiting classes out there. I mean, they did lose Remy Martin to KU, but uh, still, they loaded they loaded up pretty well. This team should be way better than its record right now, way better than it's playing. Uh, it should be, but I think it'll get fired at some point. They are definitely one of the worst Pac-12 teams at this point in time. I'm curious at what point, as players, do you start to quit on your coach? when whatever plays you're drawing up clearly aren't working? I'd say right before the game started yesterday was, is when that happened, Scott. I don't know what other I don't know what other excuse you have to put up uh, 10 points in the first half of a college basketball game. At that point, you probably just shouldn't. I was going to say you shouldn't show up for the second half, but you only trailed by eight, so at least the defense was good. You know, you get like a, one, of the, one of those women's blowouts, like, you know, you UConn over, over somebody by 80 points. They're still putting up more than 10 in the first half. Alvaro Jimenez, Cowboys first half tonight. Don't hate that. Don't hate that. Uh, don't bet the mortgage on Memphis anymore. Mm. Lost to Georgia. Yeah. Yep, they did. I had the uh, I had the under there, Scott. I thought that was a great play. There were 66 in the first half. We, I think we had 140, 142 and a half, so we're, we're under where we need to be. 95 points in the second half, no overtime. 
Pretty much, pretty much the way my night went right there. That that, that fucking sums it up right Not there. Not good. Me- Memphis is a team that I thought would be a potential dark horse if you were looking for, I don't want to say a long shot, but any team that wasn't in the top three or the bottom three in case of odds. But that team is still really young. They're figuring things out. Bates has looked a little bit underwhelming. I'm a big fan of Duran. I think Duran's a good center. I think he can be something potentially in the NBA. But Bates needs to, let's just say, shoot under more control because he's the kind of guy who seems like he wants to jack up every shot that he can possibly take. And sometimes less is more. Let's put it that way. Yep. Uh, There's an interesting parlay uh, with player props. I like I uh, I like this Taysom Hill under two nineteen and a half under forty four and a half rush, Dalton Schultz three plus receptions uh, single game parlay plus six hundred with the DK. the one thing that gives me pause is the rushing yards because of the fact that the Cowboys, from what I've seen over the last couple of years, they always struggle with mobile quarterbacks, and you expect the Saints to try to get creative with the ground game since Kamara's not going to play. I do expect to see some read options. I expect to see Taysom Hill take some himself. I'm not sure how many carries he's going to have, but the Saints don't really have much of an offense right now. The weapons aren't really good on the outside, and he'll not might not necessarily be able to throw many passes well. So I think they might try to take more of a run approach, either with the quarterback or with the actual just ground game in general. So I kind of pumped the brakes on the rushing yards, but I really don't mind that three pick for the value you're getting. No, no, I totally agree. You know what? Just like Beetlejuice, you speak his name and he appears. It is Carrot in the house for the first for the first time, I believe. Do you know? Do you know Carrot on the run, Scott? Does he comment? Uh, I know on, Carrot. Does he I com- know Carrot Top. Does that count? Does, no, it does not. Does he comment on your stuff? Uh, not that I know of. I'm so Florida says Dallas just can't be trusted. Funny story. We may talk about that here in a minute. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at tonight's games and uh, see what we've got cooked up. We are going to talk about the. Uh, the football game, but it's going to be towards the end of the show. Spoiler alert. Um, talked about that Cleveland State game. I'm a fan of the Uwe Pui. Uh, I think that Detroit team can play a little basketball when they want to. Uh, 130 there. You got to like the Uwe Pui under, right? I'm not taking an over with Uwe Pui. I mean, we've talked about the fact that don't fix what isn't broken is actually a pretty good philosophy if you want to try to get a gauge on one team. Uwe Pui's been very good to the under, so I'm not going to tell you to step in front of a moving train. Agreed. Jacob Houston says, I'm fading Hill coming off the partially torn plantar, fasci- partially torn plantar fasciitis. Heavy dose of Mark Ingram. I agree with that. That's that's I, that's I why I just don't think Hill's going to be in a position to uh, to do much of anything. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, it's Thursday night, so when in doubt, expect a low-scoring, hideous game of football. Ozmakers finally caught up with how shitty Mizzou is. Uh, you interested in fading the Tigers five and a half with Liberty, or is that is that is that an overreaction? I mean, we talked about the game before. I'm looking at the total because college basketball, from what I've seen, is that a lot of these teams. I don't know if it's just this year, or maybe last year. I just had a really good read on everything. It seems like everything's been more of a crapshoot this year in college basketball when it comes to sides, but totals usually can determine by pace and by efficiency numbers what should happen in the game, at least more than from the sides. But I'm sure you've noticed that too. There's been a lot of landmines out there for college basketball spread betting so far. Yeah, there absolutely has. It's usually a little easier to get a handle on things. You'll have teams that are, 
you know, we, we use the term psycho teams, and, and there seems to be more of them where you, just one performance to the next, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Well, last year I got a good read because I started off with the basics. I was fading Chicago State. I was fading Mississippi right. Valley State. Right. Taking some Bryant overs. I was taking the usual stuff, and it was all winning because all those should win. And then this year you have Chicago State, who wins their first two games of the season. Mississippi Valley State's been covering the last couple of games they're in. They're nuts. Pine Bluff was covering games yep. that they were in. Yep. So all the usual suspects of teams that you auto-fade have randomly been covering. All the, all the free money point, has gone I away. Decided, yeah, at that moment, I decided, you know, those hockey lines don't look that bad all of a sudden. Nice. So I kind of pivoted. Got to start doing work. Uh, Milky Man, uh, Schultz, anytime TV, a TD. Yeah, I have Dalton Schultz on my fantasy team. I like that play. Um, maybe a little prejudice. Well, since he's on your fantasy team, I got to assume he's not going to score because Scott cannot have nice things on his fantasy team. No, I cannot. Uh, Cooper over three and a half receptions should be a lock. Again, don't love Is the he healthy. I don't love the L word. Is he healthy? He's healthy enough. He's I a... had the COVID stuff. I know he's going to play, but I am curious if he's going to potentially get less snaps than normal because he was not able to really practice that much during the week. But As... is Lattimore on him? Is Lattimore going to be on Lamb? I'm kind of curious what the matchup is going to be for the Saints corners. But the defense isn't very good in general, so we'll see what happens. Uh, STM Networks had just stopped by to uh, drop the Florida Panthers money line and the over. He's been uh, dropping a couple of hockey parlays. One and one, but you're, uh, you're plus money because one of the parlays paid well, whatever, two, plus 240 or so. So STM Network, always a pleasure. Thanks for dropping by. He thinks Mizzou is uh, an overreaction. Yeah, if I had to play a side there, I'd probably play the Tigers. But again, uh, Amari Cooper, so hit or miss. He can, he can put up 120, yeah, with eight catches and then 20 on three catches the next week. Yes, absolutely true. Uh, best lessons in I'm life. Expecting or, the I'm, I'm Oh, sorry, I'll let you finish that one. Best lessons in life, what? Are the ones we pay for. I oh. don't disagree with that. It's the ones you remember the most. Yeah. So the thing about Cooper and the Cowboys, the fact that I wouldn't be surprised if they try to use Cooper on a Lattimore just to create more room for Lamb in the slot, which they have been doing in the past. They kind of move Lamb a little bit all across the formation, while Cooper has been consistently getting the number one coverage from the number one corner. So I do think that Cooper could be a decoy in this game. I think Lamb should have a good game, but is Lattimore a guy who usually guards one side, or does he follow people across? I well, don't really remember. it's the, it's 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 whatever it's whatever defense they play, whether they play it oh if if they're going to play one deep or two deep. So for my, I think they play a lot of cover too. I think he's going to split the field. But what I was going to say, I don't know if you've looked lately. I'm not that impressed with the way Lattimore's played this season. Uh, oh, he has not been amazing by any means, but we can agree that him compared to the other corners on the roster, still a significant downgrade. Well, yeah, if you if you want to put Ken Crawley out there instead of Lattimore, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. But It's not like Jalen Ramsey where people automatically panic going, what are we going to do because Ramsey's going to shut him down. Why don't you put your best receiver on the side that Ramsey's not going to cover and Devontae Adams goes for 100-something yards? Right, right. So. They, they, with, with, with Lamb and Cooper back in the lineup, I think I think that presents more of a problem. Of course, you're you're missing you're missing you know it's you're missing your other two receivers as well though. You're missing the the the, uh, the depth guys there, but I think Schultz could be the difference in this one. Um, I think they're starting to trust him I more, think he's good. more and more. He's getting more and more involved in the offense. Um, you think Pollard has a big day catching the ball or not really? I think I think Zeke might have a big day catching the ball. I'd be interested in, in playing Zeke over on 
on receiving yards because is is they've kind of I know the rushing yards are the rushing yards are low, but it's all about the knee because he said he's going to play, but you can tell since the bye week he's been a shell of his former self, and Pollard has looked a lot better than Zeke has for the last couple of weeks. Do you want a guy coming off COVID or do you want a guy coming off a concussion? I want to know how serious both of them were. I want to know if you had symptoms, if you were down with COVID, or if you just if you just tested positive and and took two weeks where you had to have you know meetings by uh, Zoom or whatever. So I'm I picking want... concussion in this case because Cooper was rumored to maybe not play this week because he still had some symptoms. So even if they're okay now, at some point he did have symptoms. Where if you have a concussion, it's not ideal, you know. But at the end of the day, Lamb is back. I think he's fully healthy again. I'm curious if Cooper still has a cold of any kind or anything like that. But I do think that in this case, I'd rather have Lamb over Cooper. Yeah, I agree. And you also have to worry about reduced lung capacity. Maybe put a pitch count on him. Um, mm-hmm. If if you've if you've been if he got knocked down by COVID, then probably going to have some some lung or wind issues. So. Especially if they were on the in the fence about uh, uh, if they were on the fence about playing him tonight, um, man, we got to get rolling here, bud. Uh, yes, we do. Got any, give me a favorite NBA pick. What do you got? Uh, favorite NBA pick. Yeah, you got, oh, anything? You got anything? Uh, I'll let you go first. Yeah, let me t- let me take a look here real quick. Let me get, I got everything on. Oh, you're gonna be that way about it, are you? Okay. I've been so hot on the NBA. Actually, NBA hasn't been terrible. Um, I don't really like much on the NBA, to be honest with you. No, I'm looking at it. I mean, you'd like to fade Detroit. I don't know, late 12. Um, I got no line on the Indiana-Miami game. I, I, I think about fading no Adebayo there. Eh, give me a dog shot. Give me, give, me, give me the Cavs plus the four against, against Washington. I'll take it. I'll take uh, a, take a little bold shot there. I don't think is that game today or for tomorrow. Is that? Uh, is that? Looks like it's today. Oh, it is for tomorrow. Sorry, bud. I went. I went. Oh, we don't have any. Games. I don't mind that play either. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we, oh, sorry. I, yeah, they were on the same sheet there. Yeah, we don't have much for today. Um, yeah, maybe feed Milwaukee on a back to back. Although. You know, this team is playing pretty well right now. Toronto. I'm thinking just... maybe Oklahoma City. I know they played uh, yesterday. They blew a huge lead. Do I want to lay that many points with Memphis? Not really. Yeah. Especially without Morant. I know they looked re- really good against Sacramento. But do I want to lay that many points? I don't mind the under in that game either. Seems like ever since Morant got injured, this team has embraced a slower play style. Yep. So I don't mind the under in that Oklahoma City game. Playing a little better defense. All right, let's do it, buddy. Um, and a quick reminder... Right after this show, we're going to take a f- f- five-minute break. Actually, yeah, I have to go walk the dog. So maybe a seven-minute break, and then we'll be back and do our college show. We want everybody to come back, and we want everybody to come back. All right, Scott, right now we have 65 viewers. All right? Okay. So just, just just so you know. Um, so we want we want at least, like, 60 people to come back and, and join us here. Probably somewhere around, uh, I don't know, five till or something like that. So, All right. You ready? Yep, let's do it. Let's get to it, shall we? We've put our heads together. You guys know the drill. And as the as it goes on, as the as our as our cold streak increases, we we spend more time trying to figure out a good play. This one was kind of wide open, especially with the news of today, and we had to go with it. It is time to climb on our John Deere, fire that bad boy up, and get ready to bet that farm. 
All right, sir, we got to get to it. This is uh this is the it's time to turn this losing streak around. And tonight we've gone with the obvious pick, Scott. We have taken a look at the Thursday night football game and we have decided to bet the boys. Uh, Kamara being out pretty much cemented that for me, but he's not the only injury they're missing. Both of their starting tackles, they're missing uh, defensive ends. Uh, Tipas, as we used to call him in Kansas City, Tano Kasimpa, uh, Pasanya, and, uh, of course, Davenport is gone. Taysom Hills, we just talked about coming off that plantar fasciitis surgery. He is less than 100%, I just think, as far as the injuries go. This would have been played a week ago, maybe a different story, but Dallas is uh, getting healthier. They're getting uh, Lamb Cooper and uh, Demarcus Lawrence back. That is a good thing. And uh, each, I put, what did I put Houston in there? Each of Dallas's, uh, oh, I left. I left no, that can't be right either. I left that one. That was that, the slide. That's from, that's that was the slide from yesterday. Play. Nicely done there. Uh, the, the Saints defense has uh, been left out on the field too long since Jameis Winston has gone out. And I'm a big proponent of always looking at time of possession when you have changes like that. Before he went out, Scott, they were plus two. two they were plus two minutes as far as T.O.P. since he's been gone. They are minus five. That means that defense stays on there for extra periods of time, gives up an extra series or two, and that is bad. Um, Dallas, they have uh, struggled to run the ball, but they should be able to find success because the Saints, despite having Marcus Lattimore, don't play very good defense in the defensive backfield at all, especially if they're not able to get pressure. A nice mobile quarterback like Dak, I think they're going to find some success throwing the football, and possibly even running the ball as well with some injuries there along the Saints defensive line. We're going to take the visitors here, the Cowboys, the less injured Cowboys, minus the six. That's going to be our bet the farm play. Yeah, I think you summed that up at the last point. Dak should be able to find a lot of openings in this defense, and you're looking at the Saints. In addition to Taysom Hill uh, being the starting quarterback, who we both don't really like, they're also missing a couple of offensive linemen. So I do think that they will struggle to protect him with with Lawrence back. And I do think the Cowboys defense is an inconsistent unit, but it's good enough to gang up on a quarterback who's not really known for throwing the football. Very good. All right, guys, and that is going to do it for us. Once again, make sure that you uh, check us out every day. Make a part of your routine if you can. want to thank everybody for stopping by. Special thanks to Carrot for, uh, for finding the time to fit us in. In his uh, in his busy and varied existence there in in uh, in the Carolinas, so thanks very much to everybody for being here. You guys, stay tuned. Right around the corner, we'll be right back. We're going to talk all about the college football championship weekend. Should be a blast. As Scott and I will give our last picks of the year to find out who wears the crown as the college football king. All right, you guys, take care. Thanks for listening. Good luck, and we'll see you here in just a minute.